And now, Ravage Love. Creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together ooky. It's Julianne Renee. Na 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 na. 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 Halloween. Halloween. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. You know I love spooky October. Ooh, ooh, Iraqtober. I keep I keep forgetting to tell oh, people it's Iraqtober. Yeah. It's Iraqtober. And it's right. my favorite time of the year. Yeah, me too. I wish it was I wish it was Ontario Iraqtober here though, because it's we got uh, we got snow. Wow. The other day, just like a little little sprinkle in the snow, and I am no. not a fan. No, here in Ottawa, it's beautiful. It's like 14 degrees Celsius. There's like the leaves are turning. Gatineau Hills are beautiful with the colors. Ugh. It's the best. Not gonna lie to you, it's the best, which is what we all need this year, frankly, because 2020 has been such a garbage fire that I feel like we deserve a nice fall. So mm-hmm. that's the smugness that I'm sitting in here in Ontario. But uh, soup's pumped for our episode this week because what I read was bananas. I'm so glad you read it. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, love it. Are you convinced to get a Kindle yet? I'm pretty convinced because, yeah, Yeah. I, I got a Kobo, which I didn't really think I would ever use and then I realized oh it's really ideal for library books because you can take out library books because I'm just like very tactile and I love to physically hold on to a book yeah. but then, yeah traveling so much I'm like oh I just bring my little Kobo mine's waterproof sandproof so I've like brought it to the beach I've dropped it in the bath it's ideal but now that we're like you know knee deep in this podcast business the kookiest stuff is on Kindle yeah so I am kind of tempted to get a Kindle so that I can continue to deep dive into the weird, weird, dark depths of the internet because, oh boy, when it comes to that, Kindle delivers. Yeah, and you can finance one. That's how I got one. So I feel like we should just keep talking about it so that they sponsor us. Um. <laughs> Do you really want to be sponsored by our boy Jeff? Like, come on. No, not really a good call, but I would like free (laughs) shit. So that's, that is the capitalist dilemma, isn't it? Yeah. Um, (laughs) so before we launch into it this week, a reminder about bingo cards. Bingo. So what's the deal with bingo cards, Renee? Tell the people. Ooh, okay. Bingo. Um, I don't, I'm surprised nobody's gotten a bingo yet, but, (laughs) um, Bingo cards are available on our Instagram. What you're looking for are the words that um, are on the card. You want to hear us using them either in our description of the book or a reenactment of our book. Um, And it doesn't matter either of our books. You don't need to play like a Julie card and a Renee card. I mean, if you want to, but um, then uh, any kind of bingo, four corners, diagonal, there's a free space there, like use it. Um, Think of it as like candy. And then, um, yeah, you get your diagonal, your line, whatever. And then you just fire us a message that you've gotten a bingo. We want to see your card, play along on your phone. And then the first three people that submit their cards to us are going to get a $5 e-gift card to either the Kobo store, the Kindle store, or Indigo. Amazing. Yes. 
So play along with us, friends. I have to say that, yeah, I'm surprised no one got it last week, but this week you are going to hit a lot of squares. I'm going to tell you that right quick. So I'm just going to launch into it, Renee. Do it. I'm ready. (sighs) Okay, so my book was called Curvy for the Zombies by Kaylee Kane. Now, Kaylee Kane... Uh, writes over-the-top, steamy, alien, sci-fi romance. So her shit is bananas, and what I love about it is that she just acknowledges that it's bananas. She says from the jump that she loves her stuff to be over-the-top and just really kooky and weird. Now, I will tell you that if you subscribe to her newsletter, which I have not done yet, but if you do that, you receive a free book so if Curvy for the Zombies hits you in all the right places, check out Kaylee Kane, K-A-Y-L-E-E, Kane, K-A-N-E. Subscribe to her newsletter and you could get your own free, over-the-top, bananas, sci-fi, alien, zombie situation. A lot of alphas. So she is prolific. She's also one of Amazon's top 100 erotica authors. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so, and her book was only 26 pages long. Nice. So, if you just want a short little filthy voyage, uh, subscribe to some Kaylee Kane. Now, what I did find interesting is that she gives kind of um, almost like a content warning at the start of her books, which I found interesting because you and I, as new sort of connoisseurs of romance, are fascinated by the acronyms, the jargon that's used. So, All of her books have H-E-A's, which we now know are happily ever afters. Mm -hmm. But this book in particular, she gave a content warning around the kinks. And one of them was called Dubcon. Do you know what Dubcon is, Renee? What do you think Dubcon is? Oh, I feel like I looked this up recently. uh, Tell us. Tell us, Julie. It sounds like a type of EDM music. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, there's dubstep in this? No. Dubcon actually stands for dubious consent oh yeah so it's that it's the person isn't super into it at the start but then when it's done they're like oh so glad i did that so it's like a real gray area what's interesting is dubcon so it's dubious consent and then there's non-con which is literally non-consensual aka rape and so i got in my feelings about it of like why don't you just say rape Like, if that's what it is, just say it. But then I was chatting with a friend of mine who said, you know, maybe it's because people want to enjoy it in a fantasy. But if you put rape, it just makes them feel shitty about what they're into. So if you put non-con, it's a forewarning to people who don't want to read that. But people who are into it can read it and not feel gross. So I'm putting that out into the world because I think it's a really interesting distinction. But anyway, so this book had some dub con. (sighs) Okay, here we go. So Curvy Lisa is on a glamping trip with some pals who are super skinny, hot girls. And so she's feeling a little bit self-conscious because she's like slower at walking with all of the stuff behind them. And she's going to be wearing like a bikini for the first time in a long time. So she's feeling a little bit uh, self-conscious. And she's there with her friend Kylie, who's kind of her skinny, hot college roommate and their friends. And she's really excited that they invited her because she doesn't have a lot of friends, but she's a little bit self-conscious, like I said. The name of the glamping resort is Morning Wood, (laughs) which which I respected. So Morning Wood Glamping Resort. 
Um, and she gets there and then she sees like a sign kind of in the dirt and looks at it and it says that it's a cemetery. So she's like, what the oh. fuck? And because she's so slow at carrying her stuff up the hill, her friend's like, you know what? We're just going to check in without you. We'll meet you at the tent when you're ready. So she gets there and they're like, okay, we're going to go swimming. So they just kind of go off to a, this pool, which I don't understand why a glamping situation would have a pool and not water. But anyways, they all go off to go swimming and she's like, okay, I'm going to set up my bag and unpack and put my bikini on and stuff. But then she's like obsessed with this idea that there's a cemetery there. So she Googles it and she does a deep dive to find out that the site itself is on a cemetery. So they're literally glamping over corpses and it's not just any cemetery, Renee. It's a cemetery made for veterans of a war against <laughs> aliens. <laughs> and, okay. of, and of course, because the government didn't want people to know there was a war against aliens, they like took the dead bodies from that and they built it, the cemetery in this remote part of the woods. Um, so only people who know who know, you know, but she found some like internet conspiracy person that was like, oh my God, that's like the burial ground of these veterans who fought aliens. Now, <laughs> few humans survived this war and the ones that did, you know what happened to them, Renee? What happened, Julie? They developed a strange illness that made <gasps> them super horny with huge dicks. Yes! <laughs> yes! So then she's like, curious. So she Google searches under photos and finds photos of these thick, juicy, veiny cocks everywhere and these hot dudes <laughs> with their like sick ass abs. And she's just like, ooh, and she's getting real hot and bothered about it. This is when you find out that she is da 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 a virgin. A virgin! A virgin! Classic trope. So also that she's never masturbated before which which i find hard to believe in general because she's in college but also because she's so thirsty like she is lusting after these dudes and their pictures in google and she just cannot stop lusting after these thick cocks and clearly discovers that she's a size queen and didn't know it so anyway she's like i can't i can't i can't touch myself right now what if they walk in on me and like my roommate is gonna think i'm a total loser for masturbating alone in my glamping tent so she falls asleep (laughs) and just kind of like closes her eyes falls asleep wakes up and the camp is dark and her friends are nowhere to be found so she's like "Uh uh-oh so she goes out to find them and when she does the door closes behind her and it locks so she's like oh shit now i really gotta find them so she's walking around the site trying to find her friend she's like Kylie, Kylie, where are you? And all of a sudden she sees two men kind of walking towards her. And she's like, "Uh uh-oh. One of them grabs her. And then she looks up at him and realizes, oh my God, it's one of the soldiers whose pictures I was just lusting at on the internet. And she can see that he's kind of dead, um, covered in dirt and uh, clearly undead. And Uh all of a sudden... Um, she realizes that they've crawled out of their graves and they're cold to the touch and covered in dirt, but they want to fuck her. And she's like, no, but then very into it. And they just bang for 20 pages. (laughs) 
a threesome in every possible combination you could imagine. Um, and then, you know, it's replete with lines like, are you going to eat me? And they're like, just that juicy pussy. Um, <laughs> and then it ends. <laughs> and it ends with one of them being like, and I quote, I haven't had good pussy like that for centuries. So, um, in terms of genital descriptions, there are plenty. There's cock, cunt, pussy, manhood, clit, delicate source of heat. So it's a real range from, like, euphemisms <laughs> to, like, full-on filthy. Um, and I will say that Kaylee Kane, if that is her real name, is actually clearly Tina Belcher. Because... <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Because there is absolutely an episode of Bob's Burger where Tina Belcher imagines zombie fanfiction where she has a threesome with two zombies. So <laughs> this is Kaylee Kane, a.k.a. Tina Belcher, loved Size Queen. Like, literally goes into detail about veiny cocks. Like, it's just hysterical. <laughs> um, so... In terms of the spice factor, I'm going to give this book four out of five yeast infections because dudes had <laughs> dirty. dirty ass hands and they're finger blasting her. And I'm like, madame, unless you're going to follow this up with a box of canestin, those men did you no favors. <laughs> um, so that was Curvy for the Zombies by Kaylee Kane, a.k.a. Tina Belcher from Pop's Burgers. <laughs> wow. Whoo! Yeah, buddy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me. Wow. <laughs> I know you're reeling, and I can tell it's okay because I was as well. Yeah, I mean it was hot, but what was funny is that it would be like actually kind of hot, and then all of a sudden it would cut to her dialogue, and it was things just like "Oh shit," "Oh fuck," like <laughs> that was like what she was saying the whole time. So it would be like paragraphs of like actual hot threesome fucking and then just like a pause with her being like, holy fucking shit. And I'm like, who says that during sex? I do not know. Not. And like, you're a virgin, but you're like, yes, fill me with this like 10 inch, four inch wide, girthy, veiny cock. I'm like, that's not, that's probably not happening. But again, maybe I'm just jealous that Kaylee Kane got to have a threesome with two hot soldiers. Undead soldiers, but still soldiers nonetheless. You're such a patriot. Uh, I I salute Kaylee Kane is really what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Were their dicks dirty? She did not say. She did not say. But she did describe the dirt under the fingernails and then described well, how at one point how she was sucking his fingers. Ew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I was like, what the fuck? That's why I couldn't okay. give it five out of five. Okay, first of all, that bitch has a UTI. Second of all, now she has worms. So <laughs> she has worms, dirty. UTI, and a yeast infection. Like this chick is going to be on so many antibiotics and cranberry juice. Mm -hmm. She's going to be like that dude from that TikTok video, just crushing some cranberry juice, <laughs> just like <laughs> just skateboarding now down the street, <laughs> just sucking back some fucking ocean spray because her bits Ooh. are on fire. Yikes! Yeah, buddy. So, not worth it. no, totally not worth it. I'm like, girl, you could have had a fucking threesome with two other dudes by just going on Tinder and ensuring that they showered first. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> what did you read, Renee? Oh, boy. Um, okay. First of all, my cat's in heat, everybody. Um, and so she's just walking around meowing. 
Um, and I can tell you that I also felt like I was in heat after I read this book. <laughs> okay. It was awful. So my book was called The Dummy Trunk. And it was by writer Hannah Wilde. I don't know anything about her, but she did write um, this anthology of books uh, or little short stories that I got called Violated by Monsters. So The Dummy Trunk was part of that anthology and there's lots of others in there. It was very hard to choose which one to read. Now, the good thing about these books is that they're so short that you can read a whole bunch and then just pick the one that is the wackiest, which is what I did. So um, my story opens with Tess and Harper. And Harper is Tess's best friend. Tess is our narrator. Um, and Harper, like yours truly, loves to collect oddities and goes to a lot of estate sales to kind of rummage through dead people's things to find creme de la creme, which again, a thing that I do. So um, Tess, who's not really an oddity so much, but is, you know, a bit of an entrepreneur, decides she's going to go with her friend to um, just kind of scour this big mansion in Beverly Hills, see if she can find some things to sell online. And so they go, it's this beautiful home. And um, when they enter, there's like all of these posters and things for this um, act called the Pale Puppeteer. And so they sort of separate and um, Tess goes on to kind of rummage through things and finds out more about this pale puppeteer. So they, they realize that the woman who owned the mansion, who's now passed away, um, was a very famous ventriloquist. And um, so she's so, so well known, in fact, that she owns a huge mansion in Beverly Hills or owns. She's passed away now. So. Um, Tess decides to go find Harper and they meet in the kitchen or I guess the dining room where there's this table set up with all of these little puppets all around it. And they're like, oh, that's that's pretty fucking weird. OK. And so Tess is like, well, are you going to buy some of these? Because they're probably worth a fortune. She's like, you know, I like weird shit, but this is too much for even me because they had like their own little tiny um, plates and forks and little tiny clothes, like a basically whole little like living space for these dolls, like everything um really well taken care of <laughs> and so they decide you know not for us we're not going to buy any of these dolls but they go into the master bedroom and they're looking in the closet and they notice a false panel at the back of the closet yeah so they push it open and in it is a trunk so they haul this trunk out and they realize you know oh my gosh like nobody knew this was here um and they open it and there are 10 beautiful dummies and it turns out they are the ones that she was using in her act so they're like oh my god this is gonna cost like this is gonna we'll, we'll get tons of money for this um so tess is like i'm gonna buy it but first she like jams the trunk shut so that when they bring it to the auctioneer or whatever they're like oh what can i get for this trunk and he's like oh 50 bucks so they bamboozle him um to get all of these priceless ventriloquist dummies so um they leave and like Tess goes home with this trunk and she starts like Googling everything. And she realizes that for the 10 of them, she could probably make about a million dollars selling them. So she's like, amazing. So excited. So she starts, she opens up the trunk and she notices that like, while they were originally really neatly laid together, they were now in like this messy bundle. And she's like, oh, that's weird. So she pulls one out to inspect it and she's like oh my gosh the craftsmanship is so amazing on this and so she starts to like take off its clothes to kind of inspect it and what does it have but a humongous dick and she's, yeah. like, she's like oh my god what so she calls uh harper and she's like you're never gonna believe this they have humongous cocks and she's like do you think that the owner fucked them and she's like oh my god probably what a freak <laughs> so um 
But she realizes, Tess realizes too, that she's kind of like into it. She's like, oh my God, I'm kind of like into it. But not just their giant cocks, but like even their little puppet faces. She's kind of like, yeah, okay, but weird, whatever. I'm going to sell these. So she goes to bed and she's tossing and turning, you know, dreaming about all the money she's going to make. But then she starts having like kind of like erotic dreams about these puppets. And she's like, oh, weird. So she wakes up. She's like, you're such a weirdo. And then in the dark, she hears a voice saying, who are you calling a weirdo? Um, and she freaks out. So she turns on the lights and who's there, but all 10 of these hugely endowed puppets, um, who are like, where's Sally? Cause I guess Sally was their owner. She's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like she passed away. And she's like, they're like, Oh man. Okay. Well, I guess you're our master now. So like, what do you need? And she's like, well, I guess I'm kind of horny. And they're like, say no more. <laughs> we got you. Um, and then they gangbang her for the rest of the book. It's it's a ventriloquist dummy gangbang. And um, one thing I did learn about Hannah Wilde is that she's a big fan of DP. Um, a lot of her books are around DP, which, you know, cool. Awesome. And uh, so she definitely has DP in this gangbang with these puppets. And then um, that goes on for a long time. They come all over her um everywhere and they have like really fleshy penises compared to like the rest of their perfectly chiseled wooden little bodies um <laughs> and then uh yeah they just like pack it up they go back to their box and she's like i don't know if i want to sell these guys anymore and that's how it ends okay i have questions first question is the yeah. dp two in the v or one in the v one in the a what's going on uh, one in the V, one in her dummy trunk. Oh, damn. Yeah. Also, um, you say ventriloquist. All I can think about is Jeff Dunham. So thank you for that <sighs> horrible. <laughs> oh, no, I'm thinking like uh, Goosebumps. Oh, like that Goosebumps scared the living shit out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> but if you had just said the doll, I was okay with it. But when you talked about the ventriloquist and like how she was a famous ventriloquist, I'm like, oh no, it's Jeff Dunham. Gross. I hadn't even made that connection. So thank you for ruining this for me. So. Yeah. So where are we at the spice factor then? Mm, I'm going to say uh, five out of five beeswax scrubs. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it was it was surprisingly hot if you can kind of disconnect from the fact that they're little child-sized dummies. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's the thing is that it's like I don't understand people who earnestly in read this for the smut factor. Like I can understand reading it because it's entertaining, but the people yeah. who read this because it's hot to them, do they mm -hmm. just ignore that they're the undead and dolls and whatever? Or is that part of the appeal? Is it just because it's so risque that you're like ooh, this is wrong and that makes it hot i don't know i don't know and you know what i can i find myself often like read finding books that i know are going to be very funny um or like ridiculous or creepy or whatever because <clears throat> that's my jam that's what i would read normally but then sometimes these sex scenes happen and i'm like oh okay um and i think it's i'm like sometimes i'm like catching myself thinking like this is actually really hot but then when you're like oh wait no it's dummies like that guy from goosebumps and there's 10 of them i'm like no um also she was sucking a lot of dummy dick like they were just throwing their big old dummy dicks in her face and she's like i can't get enough which like her hands everywhere um but one thing i thought was really sweet was the brotherhood and the camaraderie between the puppets 
because uh, they were just making sure that each of them got a fair turn. Mm. Um, like all of them got their dicks sucked. All of them got their dicks tugged on. All of them either got in the back door or in the front door and they were all coming all over the place. And, you know, but they were also making sure that like they were, you know, pleasuring their, their master in this instance. And it was all consensual, but I, I really appreciated this like camaraderie, this like seven dwarfs vibe um, of just really taking care of each other. That was really sweet. Yeah. Now my last question on that piece was, how did they jizz if they were dolls, Renee? No idea. No idea. And so they describe like, cause they're wooden and they do describe how perfectly chiseled their little wooden bodies are. Um, which makes me look, think about like those really strong babies you see online. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they have like fleshy people cocks. And so, you know, our, the, they kind of describe it as like, you know, maybe it's held there by magic. So I don't know if it's like actual semen or if it's like wood glue. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it got everywhere. Um, it just got everywhere. She was a backdoor virgin, but not a frontdoor virgin in my book. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I love that your book was basically Night of the Living Dummy by... Yeah. R.L. Stein, yeah. um, and mine was the adult version of a Tina Belcher fever dream. So Love really, we, we drew from some really good uh, places in terms of <laughs> inspiration. Now I gotta know, what part are you going to reenact for us, Renee? There is no way I can't read a sex scene. Um, so I'm gonna have to do that. But I also, I'm, I'm reading the scene because she just like closes it up with this great like one-liner and I love it. So that's what I'm going to read for you. Here we go. Okay. I nod, still struggling to comprehend a world where dolls can talk. I'm going with it now because it's really the only choice that I have. Although deep down, a part of me is convinced that I'm actually still dreaming. I'm sorry. I tell them Sally's no longer with us. The small wooden man cocks his head to the side and stares out at me with his blank marble eyes. Where is she? She's dead. I tell him bluntly. The puppets all collectively gasp, turning to one another in astonishment. When the reaction has finally calmed down and the lead dummy speaks once more, this is truly a sad day, he says. But now you are our master. I am, I laugh. Yes, says the dummy. What is your bidding? The second the words leave his small wooden mouth, I can feel a surge of arousal shoot through my body. I shift uncomfortably in bed, my pussy becoming wetter as an avalanche of dirty thoughts fills my mind. I don't know, I say. The dummy shakes his head. I may be made of wood, but I know a liar when I see one. The other puppets burst out in a fit of laughter, chuckling loudly as their mouths snap open and shut. It's more than a little terrifying, yet strangely arousing as well. Finally, I give in to the lust that courses through my veins. I've been single for a while now, and the latent desire that simmers deep within me uh, has started to get on my nerves. Well... I am a little horny, I tell them. The dummies exchange glasses. Aha, uh -huh, just as I suspected, says their leader. Say no more, master. The next thing I know, the wooden beans are stripping out of their clothes, revealing perfectly carved wooden chests and absolutely massive cocks. The dicks themselves appear to be fleshy and warm as if connected to them by magic and crafted from a material that I'm not at all familiar with. Finally undressed, the dummies begin to approach me from every angle, their thick rods jutting out at me as they maneuver me into position. 
Oh my God, I gasped, leaning back into my pillow as a cock is thrust into my face from either side. I don't even know where to start. I'm sure you can figure something out, the leader of the dummy says. I take a deep breath and then reach out to grab a dick in each hand, slowly beginning to stroke them off in steady pumps of my tight grip. The puppets react immediately, letting out soft moans as they rock their hips against me. Do you like that? I ask with a giggle. Yes, the dummies moan. I begin to work my hand across their massive lengths faster and faster until I am beating the creatures off so steady to a rhythmic pace. Eventually, the two that I'm servicing step back and let another two take their place. These wooden puppets are just as well endowed as the first and tilt their heads back with pleasure as long, hollow moans escape from their hand-carved lips. I have no idea why, but these magical animated men have turned me on more than I ever could have imagined. I'm absolutely trembling with arousal, craving even more of their fat cocks. I reach into my underwear, gently playing with my aching clit, until suddenly I can feel two of the puppets grasp my panties from either side and pull them down my legs entirely. Oh fuck, I groan, removing the shaft from between my lips. Fuck me now, please just slam me with those huge puppet dicks. That's... that's (laughs) Yeah, and uh, there's so much, it's so funny, but there's parts where she's like, I can't believe how good that dummy cock feels inside my pussy. And she just keeps yelling. And she's like, I love riding your giant puppet cock. Um, (laughs) And I just love it. Like, I love that distinction. Oh, absolutely. Now I'm only going to have sex by yelling, I love that human man cock. That's going to be my whole vibe. I'm only going to say dummy cock from now on. I mean, keep men in their place, frankly. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Don't you forget. Don't you forget who you are to me. <sighs> okay. I can have 10 puppets if I wanted to. <laughs> Respect the process. <laughs> I'm a fuck Pinocchio if I feel like it. Know that you are replaceable, sir. Um, Loves it. Loves it with my whole heart. Okay. I'm going to read you um, a part where at this point she has discovered that they are on a cemetery and she has done a Google search and has found these pictures of these hot soldiers who <laughs> have been infected by aliens where they are perma horny and massively hung. <clears throat> there were also a couple of topless photos of them while on the mission. A rush of hot breath escaped my lips. I didn't realize sweat was pooling in my chest again as I scrolled through the hot photos. Sweat formed a thin film on the contours of the ripped muscles packed under tan skin. Their camo pants slung deliciously low on their hips, hugging well-trained muscular legs. It was almost illegal how delicious those six pick six pecs looked, and I'm assuming she meant six packs with the typo. I don't know how they would have six anyways. Um, a wave of primal desire shot through me, making me want to lick the screen. My fingers tightened on the phone when the tingling in my pussy grew with sticky wetness. My precom was soaking through the thin fabric of my panties and formed a wet spot on the crotch of my shorts. I squeezed my legs together as my breathing and heartbeat rate picked up. Oh shit! How can they look so fucking good? <laughs> I pinched my eyes closed, trying to purge the mental image of their glorious cocks out of my head, but the images were only getting clearer and vivid. My shameless side was screaming with need, my fingers aching to delve into the wet, warm spot between my inner thighs, but my will was standing. No, not now, not this time, I said to myself, huffing. The girls will be back soon. The last thing I want is for them to find me fingering myself. (laughs) Kylie was my only friend, and I didn't want her to think I was a weirdo and lose her too. 
I had never touched myself. I'd always find it so wrong and filthy and that my sex belonged to someone else. I never had any boyfriends either, so it was safe to say I had never experienced an orgasm before. The closest I got was when I had the surf and turf from Granny's kitchen at the beach. I had always thought that was what an orgasm would feel like. <laughs> Heck. <laughs> Heck, my traditional parents didn't even like it when I had close guy friends. Not that I had any. The girls in my school avoided me because I was too big for them. Life treated me better at college where the students were more liberated and less mean. Right now, I felt so disgusted for even having the dirty fantasies about the soldiers who had died fighting for us, who had died in the same place. I could be lying on their graves right now. I didn't want to think about the horror side of it. My mind was saturated by the mental images of their yummy hung cocks. Ta-da! Wow. <laughs> Lest we forget. Also, yeah, like, never forget slash I love that her reference point for an orgasm was when she ate <laughs> surf and turf at the beach. <laughs> As a vegan, I'm repulsed. Um, but yeah, that was... Literally the cleanest part of Curvy for the Zombies oh, <laughs> by Kaylee Kane. Yeah, buddy. Wow. Whew. Yeah, we went. We really went places this week. We really did. I'm we did. And you know, what? I gotta say, um, I, I, when I was trying to explore finding a good book for this week, and I found it very difficult to find one that wasn't just fucking the whole time. I think I mentioned to you, I did find one where a woman fucks a pumpkin. Yeah, and I realized reading that that we could do this, Julie. We could write erotica, we especially with spooky, because I feel like between the two of us, we could come up with some spooky premises. I mean, I spent my entire childhood reading Goosebumps slash Shadapul, um, yeah. so that's like the bedrock of my literary foundation. Mm -hmm. And um, I heard yeah. and Rice because I was oh. a fucked up kid, so I feel like. <laughs> Between the two of us, we could write something real juicy. Oh, yeah. And sell it for like a dollar fifty, maybe even a dollar seventy-five in the Kindle store. hundred percent. Well, I think we should put it to the listeners. If you I think we could if they're interested, we will write one. And I think we should maybe even crowdsource improv style. I also spent my entire teenage years on an improv team. So I'm used to people just throwing out an idea and having to run with it. But <laughs> yeah. I think I think we're sitting on a good idea here. So if you're a listener, a regular listener to Ravage Love, um, you know, let us know. Let us know if you want Renee and I to uh, cap off 2020 with our own creation. Um, and then I think we should. If the if we got to give the people what they want. If it's what the people want then we mm -hmm. should give it to them. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Awesome. But in the meantime, if you would like to be uh, seeing us interpret things live for you, mm. mark your calendar because October 30th at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be reading together a live reenactment of uh, a book of our choosing that will be spooky and strange. Uh, we will be wearing costumes. We will invite you to join along. So mark your calendars, friends. Friday, October 30th. We're going to get spooky together. It's coming. It and is maybe coming. will be too. hey Hi. <laughs> oh, this was so much fun. I'm really I'm having so much fun with, with Iraqtober. Oh, hard same. Hard same. And if you are enjoying us at home, make sure that you fill out your bingo card. Make sure that you, if you do get bingo, to contact us right away. If you're one of the three people, you get a gift card. Um, yeah, so keep participating with us, friends, because it's COVID. There's nothing else to do. I live in Ottawa, which has now gone back to stage two. 
So we're even more locked up in our houses. So thanks for joining us while we laugh at funny ass shit that we found on the internet. You know what? There's over, there's almost 2,000 cases in Alberta right now, and over 1,000 of them are in Edmonton. Whoo, fuck. So I only journey out now to buy romance novels. So <laughs> um, please continue to listen to us because it makes it so good for us. It really does. This is the highlight mm-hmm. of our week every week, and we're hoping that we are also a source of joy for you. So. Uh, and again, head to our socials to one download our bingo cards, but also to see the bat shit covers of this week's books. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Oh, and before we go though, I just wanted to say a shout out and a thank you to Josh from Press Start to Join, who is our editor, um, our post production guy. He does everything to make this show sound great and spooky, and he's so patient with me. I'm getting him things on time um, and like following my notes and stuff. He's just like a lovely little pickle and we don't deserve him. And yet here we are. So thank you, Josh. You love the bean. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. And because like our, I mean, Renee and I bring the lulls and we read the books, but like our podcast sounds so solid because yeah, Josh like puts the music in that we want and like does all of the amazing stuff that makes our podcast sound so legit because it is because of josh otherwise it would literally just be me and renee singing to you um for an hour every week with shitty quality audio so thank you josh thank you josh so his podcast is press start to join uh two is at number two and um it's media and video game news and all kinds of stuff and they've been on forever and won awards and stuff it's the only patreon i send money to every month so um check them out if you're into that kind of stuff and otherwise like go find him on uh, Instagram and send him some love on our behalf because we could not do this without him. So totally major, major appreciations to Josh and to you, Renee, as always. And to you, Julie, do you want to sing us out? Sure do. <clears throat> Ravage love. Ravage love. Bye. Bye. Artwork for the podcast was created by Karen McKnight. Special thanks to Press Start to Join for production assistance. For gaming and tech news, search Press Start to Join or on social media at PS the number two J Show. Connect with us online at Ravage Love on Instagram and by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.